0: Good day, hello and bonjour. Well,
1: ha, ha, bonjour,
2: bonjour
0: Bonsoir uh,
2: uh, how the hell are you, Joe Bailey?
0: Great Susan J. Cox. Would uh, you this... like to know Susan J. Cox?: oh,
1: yeah, That's my uh, This is
0: three funny ladies.: And that is Susan J. Cox. went
2: to this park uh, Bailey.
0: oh that is Joe Bailey) uh, Please, uh... Oh, what the fuck is going on over there oh
2: my god i am a crab apple
0: oh no
2: welcome to three
0: crabby ladies
2: i am just the crabbiest of apples
0: why are you a crab apple today
2: i don't know why are you
0: mrs crabapple why i have
2: to leave my house today and i don't like
0: that Mm, where do you have to go a
2: family gathering
0: bogue for Uh, what
2: uh nephew's birthday
0: the younger or the older
2: the um second to youngest.
0: Oh, there's three of them. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the others. I the have other family. five boys,
2: nephews. <laughs> yeah,
0: Julie has three boys. Yes. Wow, I thought she only had one. Does she no, have any daughters?
2: Insane. No, we've got the only girl.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: She has three boys and a dog, and the dog's a fucking boy.
0: <laughs> wow. Sausage's sausage. I would say sausage factory. It's a sausage party over there.
2: I mean, it kind of is a sausage factory when you think about it.
0: I guess. You just don't want to see how that sausage is made.
2: Don't
1: she to listen to this?
0: She doesn't I listen to very- this. Nobody oh, no. listens to this. <laughs> we don't even listen to this.
2: You know who does? William H. Mason.
0: <laughs> As he Gently puts his fingers up your butthole. Uh,
2: <laughs> gently make it worse? I would rather him just... Uh,
0: <laughs> and I couldn't even remember. Gretchen, uh, I had l- lunch or dinner. Dinner with Gretchen this week. And she was talking about last week's episode. And I was like, who did we say that was going to do that? I couldn't even remember. So she told me. And I was like, We're oh, going. that's right, Buck Callum. <laughs> <laughs> um how what have you been doing the low these seven days Hello, i
2: have been watching rupaul's drag race australia
0: oh there are too many of them i'm sorry i hope well, you enjoy it but
2: and well here's the thing <laughs> i don't know when the guys in australia started doing drag but woo, a lot of their shit would not would not go over
0: i feel like i did watch that season is there just one season of it there's three now oh boy Um, which season are you watching
2: i'm done i've watched all three Mm. um yeah not a high level of
1: taste
2: like literally there's a drag queen on each three of the seasons we're like they're like your makeup is terrible Mm. but you know you looked pretty your outfit looked pretty Like, literally, that's all. I'm like, okay. It's like they begrudgingly pick a winner. They're like, I guess.
0: I guess we'll go with you.
2: (laughs) I I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. No one watches this. Except that (laughs) weird fat girl in America. So.
0: Oh, Uh, boy. Oh.
1: Shannon Bedore. Have you heard about this? Who's this now? You don't watch. Um
2: orange county housewives do mm-hmm. you no oh, i can't keep up with which ones you do and don't well shannon Bedore is on uh on uh orange county housewives and she got in a drunk driving accident
0: oh boy
2: over the weekend she, she hit someone's anyone? house no she just hit someone's house holy shit although we don't know what happened to the dog because her dog was with her no one's talking about the dog oh so we'll see um,
0: um it, i hate drunk driving it makes me so angry I mean. You could kill on. somebody.
2: I, it, yep.
0: <laughs> just because you're stupid. Not you. Uh, I'm not well, saying you're stupid.
2: Just because Susan Jacobs is stupid.
0: Shannon Doherty, you could kill someone just because Susan is <laughs> stupid.
2: Shannon Bedore. You can't say anything bad about Shannon Doherty.
0: Shannon Shannon Badoherty. I, look, I love Shannon Doherty so much. And did you see at the nine hundred two one zero convention that just happened? She got a standing ovation.
2: I saw pictures from it. Yeah, bless her it heart. Looks like she's lo- losing her battle, though.
0: Well, but we she's don't need to in talk it again. That.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. uh, so sad.
0: It is so sad. But I have always loved her.
2: I've been okay with her. I've never disliked her. But the more stuff that comes out, and the more people that you see talking on her behalf and stuff, I don't think she was ever the real problem.
0: <sighs> yeah. I agree. I feel like she was just self-advocating and you know how that is when you're a woman.
2: Yep. And I feel like her mother may have seemed like a problem.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't
2: know a lot about that, but I know her mother was her manager and maybe, you know, when your mommy is sticking up for you, that can come across a certain way, especially when you're an adult on a TV show. So that's true. Yeah. I think it's more, it's more of that sort of situation happening. Um, do you have You don't dig Kindles. You don't have a Kindle, do you?
0: That is correct.
2: Okay. Well, you're missing out because I have discovered. I didn't discover it. I'm not like Magellan or anything. I'm more like Christopher Columbus. Like it was existing already.
0: (laughs) And you just are taking the credit for it.
2: And I just, I finally was cognizant of it. And so
0: therefore, I. It is now my discovery.
2: It is now my discovery. And you should all feel very uh, privileged to be here. Um, There's a thing called Stuff Your Kindle Day.
0: Yeah, I just heard about that this year.
2: Oh, well, let me tell you something. I, there are over 200 books on my Kindle.
0: Wow. All free.
2: Now listen, now listen. We're not gonna have your, Carleen, Car- Car- Carleen. your <laughs> Carly Your Carly
0: Simons. We're not gonna
2: have your Carly Simons, your Madonna's, we're not gonna have that. Uh, we're not gonna have your Jody Pico's or your Colleen Hoover's. We're not gonna have those people, okay? But you know, they're still books, goddammit. Um, and so yeah, I'm very
0: excited. That's fun.
2: Yeah. Um, I go to a new doctor tomorrow. We'll for what? For your BS just for everything. We're just getting a new general practice. Top to tail. Top to tail, baby. Um, he looks at me. All right. So we're going to start with your hair. Yikes!
0: <laughs> and those toenails. Ooh. Oh,
2: you are way too androgynous, my friend. <laughs> Look um, Speaking of androgyny, how is Rocky Horror going?
0: Uh, it's good. We finally will start blocking this week. So.
2: <laughs> and when do they open?
0: The 27th of October. Well, so we oh, got they, yeah.
2: they they actually rehearse like people should rehearse a show as opposed to <laughs>
0: Yes. At the beginning of this whole process, I was like, we are not gonna need that much time. And I'm like, we are gonna need that time.
2: <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm gonna feel the same terror that I feel in shows that I do for three
1: weeks. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> we don't take just, you know, an hour and a half to learn ten songs choreography. Right. So that's good. So it's good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a slow week for me, which has been good, but that is now over. So... Oh, this week
2: has been just Just a nightmare.
0: In terms of
2: just life, just life. It was just night. Just every day just felt like God damn it. On Tuesday, I was mad that it wasn't Thursday. I was like, did someone added two days to this week? And this week already sucks. So if we could, our water heater went out. Oh, so we had to deal with that. Um. But yeah, I'm just glad it's over. Although I woke up very crabby. I think it's because I might be getting my <laughs> you know, mm. lady curse.
0: <laughs> oh, you got a massacre at the Y.
2: <laughs> I have never heard that and I never want to hear it again. Massacre
0: at the Y, though. Um, um, we need to do a Housewives watch. Did you watch Salt Lake City?
2: yes i believe i'm current
0: oh my god that episode was bananas okay hold they're in palm springs uh-huh they're at the dinner at the restaurant okay <laughs> that
1: bitch okay which first one
2: Exact well exactly <laughs> first of all fucking rose whitney whitney whatever the fuck her name is she is a pot stirring messy whore I Stop it She is you're, And you're not that stupid You know what you're doing Don't have that bambi-eyed innocent look Like why are you mad bitch You knew what you were S- Fucking stop it At least own it if you're going to do it
0: Like G- Giselle 100%
2: Yeah like, Giselle's like all the shit I literally do it for fun I'm yeah. on a show Yeah Like I think that's why we both love Potomac Is because they're all like We're bitches <laughs> Where well, we get paid to be so and you're watching us so suck all the dicks i guess is what we're saying whereas salt lake orange county all those other, they're like oh my god but we're so innocent we don't know mm-hmm. what's in um oh whitney i'm gonna say it c-u-n-t i'm sorry i am sorry she's wow. got the she's got the
1: what does the c stand for uniqueness nerve and talent. charisma Which, Oh my god!
2: You guys, just take me out to look at the bunnies. I can't remember shit. Um, but the woman who Whitney invited to come along, Whitney knew everyone hated. Uh huh. And Angie doesn't get why people. Well, I just don't understand why people are mad at me for coming to a place that I wasn't invited to, where I know everyone hates me, and I hate half of them. I don't understand how that's a problem.
0: And then I take the biggest room.
2: Then I take the biggest. No one wants me here. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the main suite because I think that'll that'll have things blow over. <laughs> and then Mary, who's Trixie, who's Mary, shut the fuck. Now, here's the thing about Mary is I believe that she's that. Clueless. It, I, I
0: I am so thrilled that Mary Cosby is back.
2: She makes my nerves just. But what saves her for me is I don't think it's an act. She's no, just, I she's don't either. She's literally just being herself. Because so many of the shots, she's just sitting there by herself. She's like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, anytime Mary's talking, it's literally to herself.
1: For, like,
0: it's the so camera. True. She's
1: like, I don't oh
0: want to be God. here. She I makes don't me like laugh. any of these
2: women. But so you hard. pay me. Um, so <laughs> I got to go. Um and 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 I don't know what's wrong with Heather. Heather's been a real count too. She has.
0: Just Meredith at that to Angie, you, you can, can leave. I can't at all. Uh,
2: and then, but Lisa Barlow, my sixty thousand dollar ring. My $60, oh
0: my God! And I I really right now I love Monica the new one.
2: Yes, yep yep, 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 yep. She's like, bitch, I'd be mad if I lost a hundred dollar ring, but I wouldn't talk about it as much. Um, I know, seriously, if I had to hear, and I was right on board, if I have to hear about her ring one more goddamn, first of all, how do you not know what happened? Because she said, I don't know if she says it in the episode or if she said it in an article I saw. She was pulling up her pants, then she lost her ring. Bitch, it went in the toilet. How do you not make the mental gymnastics? Yeah, You flushed it how do you not know that
0: yeah if it's nowhere like if you immediately realize it was gone and it's nowhere in sight (laughs) you're in a bathroom it's not like you're in some place that has a hundred different hidden crevices
2: this is what i'm saying it went in the toilet yeah as soon as you said what you were doing when you lost the ring i was like oh well you've it's gone you flushed it but she has people looking in the trash and look and now won't fucking shut up and by the way all their rings are ugly and ostentatious and just gross. So fucking stop, stop it. <laughs> Go to the sterling silver outlet and get some nice, you know, <laughs> butterfly rings or something. You, th- I can't with the shit. Oh god, you got me going. <laughs> and
1: how did that episode end? Did it end on anything cliffhangery? Uh, I don't remember.
2: Heather was throwing up. Was she peeing too?
0: Oh, she threw up in the. I think that's how it ended. She threw up in the Sprinter van.
2: Yeah, but there was clear stuff as well, and I didn't know if it was pee or I wasn't like her water.
0: Watching so.
2: Um. So that's a whole new. Oh, golly. Golly. In Orange County, you never watched, but Tamara, Jesus Christ, I can't. Uh, Tamara's just, There's. Uh, uh, lately i have because pete and most straight men i venture to say hate all those reality shows anyone with any sort of anxiety disorder hates it because they don't like people fighting and all that kind of stuff right i don't know why i like it honestly it should really greet me but it doesn't to be horrible just to be horrible is so fascinating to me yeah like tamra judge literally horrible
1: just to be horrible and Vicky, horrible, just to be, like, what do you, is this a pastime for you? I don't get it. I just, sorry.
0: But it makes good TV.
1: I
2: guess, but that's why I do like Potomac and Mary on <laughs> Salt Lake. It's like, yeah, they're all ter. We're terrible. But you like it, right? I don't know, I'm going to keep doing this then.
0: Keep going. <laughs> Mary, keep going.
2: Trixie. Is this a, shut up? Trixie has been sharing that <laughs> yeah. clip on all of her social media. Tri-
0: Trixie Motel is that a person? <laughs>
2: Mary, you know that's not Mary. Uh, Mary, you know that's not a
0: <laughs> oh. oh, Joe and I went to a wedding last night.
2: Yes, I saw who's who got hitched. Um, the,
0: candy the people? our um, one of our sponsors at the theater that own the Sweet Tooth mm-hmm. Candy Store. Mm -hmm. uh todd and christopher got married and um so they live out in like marine city yes which is like an hour north of here Mm -hmm. and uh they got married at their house and everything was just set up right on the front lawn and i'd never seen anything like that before nice like all the chairs and they got married like on their front porch their house is just Adorable. And like literally, like it's their house, then there's like a two-lane road mm-hmm. right in front of our house, and then it's like the lake. All okay. right. So there was a it was a beautiful day. There's a lovely breeze coming off the lake. Um, so yeah, it was nice. The food was good. The reception was just right there in the side yard. They set up a huge tent.
1: That's so, nice. Yeah,
0: it was nice. It's a good time. There were Six gay people there.
1: Including the couple?
0: There were eight gay people there. Okay. Um, And so, of course, the six gay people, we were all sitting together.
2: (laughs) How are there only six gay people? It was fascinating.
1: at a gay gay (laughs) is.
0: (laughs) It was fascinating. Joe and I were talking about, like, just the people that were there. It was so interesting. It seemed like it was mostly because they own... That store, which is a pretty big deal in Marine City, and so it seemed like it was a lot of just like community people like the mayor of Marine City was there oh. um so it was a lot of like older straight couples, it seemed like a lot of the neighbors were there, um and then family, and then the six gays
2: I guess that's nice that in a place like marine City uh they have so much straight um. So many straight allies, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I was wondering, because we were literally, I mean, this two-lane road was a pretty busy road, so it was difficult to hear sometimes because the traffic was going by. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, so we had to park at this place. It was called the East China Performing Arts Center or something, and so we had to park there, and then they had a trolley going back and forth because there was nowhere to park in their neighborhood. So they initially were supposed to be parked they asked this local church if they could use their parking lot for everyone's cars, and they said yes, and then they found out it was a gay wedding, and then they said no. So.
1: Was it Catholic?
0: I have no idea.
1: Fuck, fuck, oh my god, I can't,
0: oh my god. So the, pro- the power of Christ compels you to be a bigot. <laughs> um, and so they moved to this place, but, um. So, yeah, so it was nice. I, and so when we were sitting in the front yard waiting for it to start, I said to Joe, did the church, is the church going to hire like some person to drive their car through the front yard and kill us all? But that <laughs> that's, did not happen.
1: There's only success here. It's not working. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was nice. It was a good time. Was had by all.
1: All right. All right.
0: And uh, that's about it
2: yeah I don't have anything else either.
0: yeah I had rehearsal all the way through Friday night yuck yeah
2: but you're block. So, you're finally blocking now so you'll have we
0: will to be do. yeah I have if you remember when we did it uh Lauren Montgomery came in with her friend and did like the callbacks to you guys one night do you remember that
2: sure no absolutely not
0: she's coming tomorrow night to talk to them all because here's the thing like a lot of these kids don't even know what rocky horror really is and so they don't know about they know it seems like they vaguely know about the callbacks but like i'll do some of the ones that i know in rehearsal like we were blocking i can make you a man on friday night and so when frank sings I'll make him glisten. And then I said, what's your favorite toothpaste? And gleam. Oh, and then people are like, oh, that's so funny. So she's coming to talk to them all and to do the callbacks for them. So
2: I want, God, those gave me such stress. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I wonder if they'll do that in that space.
0: I don't know. Because if you remember when we did it, no one really ever did them. When I was there, I would yell them from the back of the theater. I feel
2: there were not. Do you remember when I uh chastised those boys? No, in um uh uh, home, to bring br- not br- bring him home, bring him ho- and bring him home. We did a little late, late- <laughs> when yes, we did probably. the
0: Rocky Horror Les Miserables, <laughs> <laughs>
2: terrible. <laughs> um, I'm coming home, I'm going home, I'm home. Uh,
0: <laughs> when I think of home,
2: <laughs> when I think of home, home was where the is. <laughs> um one of the call uh whatever happened to Fay Ray, one mm-hmm. of the callbacks is something about and it's a lot it uh, there's several things wrong with it. One of the things being it's very long and wordy, the callback. so now as the performer, you have to wait for these people to get nine thousand words out of their mouth when it's not fucking about them. Number two is about abortion, something oh. about. Yeah, I forgot how it was worded. Something about blood. It was. It was. It was graphic. It was long. It was gross. It was inappropriate. And it was these two young boys, like late teens, early twenties. And I don't like going out. I don't going out after a show is very awkward for me. I, I, it's, it's like I'm like peeking around the corner, like who here wants to
1: talk to me? And so I
2: fucking hate it. But that night, I stormed straight out. And these two boys met me. We're like, hey, I was like, hi, don't ever say that again. So, like, what? I was like, that callback isn't appropriate. It's gross, especially to a female Frank. That was so inappropriate. And you have to remember that these are actors and I'm trying to perform for you. And then you said that. And I have to wait 10 years while you get this two sentence callback out <laughs> that no one thought was funny, that I found offensive. And then I'm supposed to finish the show. And they were like, oh we're sorry and I was like whatever do you want me to sign something
1: <laughs> 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 so
2: that's all I remember about the callbacks yeah we didn't get too many but I wonder because I feel like the Bonstell it's not the Bond still anymore. Whatever the fuck it's called now. I feel like it's a lot of blue hairs and season holders and parents and stuff
1: like that.
0: So it's going to be interesting. And I like a lot of like, you know, I'm sure calling Jana a slut these days probably won't go over. So it'll just be interesting to see how it all plays.
2: But I wonder too, if, because the thing about Rocky is that I don't, I, I mean, I'm not in shadow cast culture or whatever bullshit you want to call it. I wonder if that movie is so old, I wonder if they would have created new, more politically correct callbacks when hmm. the movie itself isn't that politically correct. Right? right? So, I would think that they would probably do the standard traditional. So, if you have people that do it, what I'm saying is, if you have people that do it, they're going to yell slut. Because uh, what else are you going to yell? She's a filthy slut who deserves what she gets. No, I <laughs>
0: She's a sex positive role model.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the guy playing Frank is like, okay. <laughs> the
0: politically correct callbacks are super long and descriptive. And like
2: or like they do the original ones, but then they give a disclaimer at the, end of the slot. Although we don't say any that anymore, and then people are called sex workers and approach of it. And it's like, what? You took the phone out of all. What is happening? Um yeah, so Right. Well, I don't, I don't, um, I don't envy them that rehearsal. That was nerve wracking. Because if you know people are going to do it, it's that not knowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is a fine line.
2: Because it's knowing, it's memorizing everyone, right? And having potential answers in your head if it, if that is appropriate and then you have to have that little pause Mm -hmm. all right are they going to say it well sometimes if you pause it takes the air out of i don't know yeah we don't have to talk about it anymore you know what i mean i do (laughs) that's
0: why no one listens to this
2: um shall we talk about our lady
0: yeah no let's do it let's talk about ellen a um Ellen Burstyn is coming back to the Exorcist universe next week. I know. I have. I
2: meant to look up that movie to see what it was about. Because there's about nine thousand Exorcists.
0: Yeah, this one is done by the guy who just did the Halloween trilogy that just came out. So, oh,
2: so it's gonna be garbage. Okay, well, the first
0: Halloween 2018 I thought was great, the other two it was were great. garbage,
2: and then the other two, especially the th- I, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to talk about it, it was, it was so, bad. It
0: was so <laughs> But I've seen the trailer for this one, and there are two girls that get possessed, it looks like, and so they come to her because she's written a book about it, about her experience. Ah, so they come to her as I don't know what something. But she, so anyway, all right. Ellen Burson was born. Edna Ray Galluli.
1: That is,
2: uh, <laughs> she couldn't
0: have gotten farther away. She family. could not have gotten farther away. Edna Galuli. Her no, parents not, hated so her terrible. from birth. Yeah.
2: No, it was, it, that is a terrible name from.
0: They're like, name. what are we going to name this bitch? I don't know. Edna <laughs> Galuli. Sure. Why not?
2: That wasn't even their last name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> their it's last just, name was taylor
2: <laughs> they could have named her ellen taylor and they said nope
0: edna galuli
2: edna Let's really <laughs> let's give the kids a reason to beat the shit out of her
0: <laughs> she was born on december 7th 1932 she is 90 years old
1: oh my god she's and she's about to be in a fucking movie
0: yep
2: I couldn't do a movie now when I'm 49.
0: Crazy. when you say 30?
2: Yes. What are you going to say? What are you going to do about it? I said 49. Sounds
1: nothing like
2: 30. I tried it.
0: Um, And she was born in Detroit.
1: She was?
0: She was. She is the daughter of Corinne Marie and John Austin Galuli. Taylor. Taylor. (laughs) She is the daughter of John Taylor from Duran Duran. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that math is not mathing. uh she says that her ancestry is irish french pennsylvania dutch and a little canadian indian
2: okay well have you gotten a dna test sister because all that could
0: change <laughs> i beg to differ
1: <laughs> i beg to oh. um,
0: and, uh She has an older brother, Jack, and a younger brother, Steve. Her parents divorced when she was young, and she and her brothers lived with her mother. And this says stepfather, but I did a little more digging and I will tell you what I found out. She grew up in Detroit during the Depression, except for the two years that her mother sent her away.
1: She says
0: she put her children in boarding school until she got, she put her two children in boarding school until she got husband number three. The interviewer said did husband number three know you guys existed she says not until she was pregnant with his son which did not make him like us very much
1: that's yeah. that's a lot to unpack
0: jesus and, and this next bit will explain a little more uh her childhood was marked by abuse of every kind not oh least God. from her violent mother oh She says, I'm surprised by how much I miss her these days, having had such a difficult relationship with her. I have the impulse to call her very often. I say it out loud sometimes. Mom, I wish I could call you. What would she say? I think it's just to go back over the past. I wish I could have been more helpful then and understood her point of view rather than resisting. It would be nice to be able to talk to her about that now. And I do talk. I talk to the mother that lives inside of me.
2: You know, what I I had an epiphany
0: this week, so get
2: ready. Get ready. There is nothing more heartbreaking than remembering that your mother used to be a little girl. Mm. Who had like dreams and shit. Mm. That's devastating to remember.
0: Yeah.
1: Join me in misery, won't you? (laughs) That is so sad. Oh my God. All right, continue.
0: So how did the way she was raised affect her own parenting? She says, well, I remember when I was a child having a mental notebook where I would say I'll never do that when I'm a mother. I would make notes about what a good mother should and shouldn't be. I think my son would tell you I was a very good mother. I'm sure if my mother and I could sit down and talk about it today, she would say she was sorry. Years later, when I was already an adult, I talked to her about being hit so much. I told her this was not a good thing. She said I'd never do it again. I'll tell you that. Not now I know how much trouble it caused. She She pauses. I'm glad she understood that before she left. (laughs) Ellen Burstyn attended Cass Tech High School. Uh, where they allowed students to choose a specific field of study. So she majored in fashion illustration in high school. Aww. She was a cheerleader, a member of the student council, and president of her drama club. She dropped out of high school during her senior year because she failed all of her classes.
2: Oh, okay. I was going to say that's a waste, but if you failed all your classes, <laughs> and I guess either way, it was going to bend badly. <laughs>
0: Uh, Soon afterwards, she worked as a dancer using the name Carrie Flynn. And then she modeled also until the age of 23. She just went from Edna Galuli to Carrie Flynn.
2: Well, first of all, you're going to say Carrie Fisher.
0: I was going to say, Ellen, that's not the the way that works. (laughs) Um, She later moved to Dallas, where she continued modeling and worked in other fashion jobs before she moved to New York City. She married Bill Alexander in 1950, and they divorced in 1957. The next year, she married Paul Roberts, with whom she adopted her son, who is named Jefferson.
1: Aww. They
0: divorced that same year. And in 1964, she married actor Neil Nephew, who later changed his name to Neil Burston. <laughs> Galuli. <Galooly. laughs> <laughs> he changed his name to hers, Neil Galuli. <laughs> She was like, "No, I need to change my name." <laughs> and then he married Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hatched a plan to whack Ellen Burstyn on her knee. <laughs> when
2: well, your came up, was like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: "Sorry,
0: okay." Um, she described Neil Burstyn as charming and funny and bright and talented and eccentric, but. Schizophrenia made him violent, and he Jesus. eventually left her. Oh my god! I know. Does woman,
1: not catch a fucking rape. I
0: know. He attempted to reconcile, but they divorced in 1972. In her autobiography, Lessons in Becoming Myself, she revealed that he had stalked her for six years after the divorce, broke into her house, and raped her. Oh my god! No charge. Now get this: no charges were filed because spousal rape was not a crime at the time.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So that's cool. Oh, your husband raped you? Well, this wasn't rape. You probably wanted know if it. You're anyway. married. Well, yeah. you're
2: married. You're supposed to do it. Yeah. And he
0: ended up committing suicide in 1978.
2: <clears throat> she Welcome, was... everybody, to Funny Ladies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Uh She was raised Catholic, but she now affiliates herself with all religious faiths. Aw. Um, during the 1970s, she was active in the movement uh, to free convicted boxer Reuben Hurricane Carter from jail. She is a supporter of the Democratic Party and she appeared in the 2009 documentary Pollywood. She served as president of the Actors Equity Association from 1982 to 1985. Aww. She is also on the board of the she is also on the board of selectors of <laughs> Jefferson Awards for Public Service. In 1997, she was inducted into the Michigan Women's Hall of Fame. Since 2000, she has been co-president of the Actors Studio alongside Al Pacino and Alec Baldwin. And in 2013, she was inducted into the American Theater Hall of Fame for her work on stage. And that is The Hilarious Life.
2: Jesus Christ Almighty.
0: Yeah, of Ellen Burstyn. (laughs) I don't know how she came around to to ellen burston i mean obviously burston but i couldn't find anything about her first name change so i don't know but i want to read her huh. book so anyway that's what i got
2: i mean i would but i'm already have mental health issues i don't know if i, can I know right look into her life too my jesus christ all right well you know let's talk about her career i guess um <laughs> she debuted on broadway in 1957 and joined lee strasberg the actor's studio in new york city in 1967 1967 starring in the late 19 starting in the late 1950s and throughout the 1960s burston frequently played guest roles on a number of primetime television shows including dr Kildare, kildare i can't speak 77 sunset strip ben casey perry Ben Casey, Perry Mason, Wagon Train, Gunsmoke, The Big Valley, The Virginian, Laramie, and the Time Tunnel. You know, all those classics that we grew up on. Uh, Burston was credit credited as Ellen McCrae until nineteen. 19- can this woman pick a name and stick with it? Jesus. Uh yeah, you know, someone you know someone's trying to escape their life when they've had like five different yeah. names. Um Ellen McCrae until nineteen sixty-seven when she and her then husband Neil Nephew both changed their surname to Burston. And she began to be credited as, as Ellen Burston. But yeah, they don't say okay, that's weird. In nineteen seventy, she appeared uncredited in the Joseph Strick adaptation of Henry Miller's controversial novel Tropic of Cancer in 1975 she won a Tony award for best performance by a leading actress in a play for her performance in the comedy same time next year as the role she reprised in a film adaptation in 1978 after many small films bursting gained gained recognition after starring in the in the 1971's last picture show a coming-of-age story directed by Peter Bogdanovich and adapted I almost said God, uh, from a semi autobiographical 1966 novel by Larry McCurtry. The film earned critical acclaim for its nostalgia and visual style that is reminiscent of 1951, the year in which the plot takes place. The film was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Best Actress in a supporting role for Burston and her co star, Chorus Leachman. Chloris, not Chorus. Chorus Leachman. Chorus is her sister. Leachman won the award. In 1998, okay, so we're just going to jump, we're jump jumping ahead, uh, apparently, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry, being deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Next, she appeared in the drama The King of Marvin Gardens in 1972 with Jack Nicholson, Bruce Dern, and Scatman Crothers. Scatman. Uh, a story about a daydreamer who convinces his brother to help fund a get rich quick scheme the film was well received by critics
1: then in
2: 1972 she played uh the mother in the exorcist actually it was in 1973 it was released the film studio was initially reluctant to cast her when no other actors were put forward burston was chosen for the part that you know what we can't find anybody else so i guess she will i guess it's you Pick a new name and we'll get started. Person <laughs> 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 was chosen for the part. Her co-stars were Max von Sydow, uh, Lee, Lee J. Cobb, Kitty Wynn, Jack McGowan, J- Ugh, Jason Miller, and Linda Blair. The Exorcist had a production budget of $12 million, and its principal photography was held in various parts of New York City. Filming proved to be challenging for the entire cast. It took six days. Six day weeks, 12 hour days for nine months. Oh fuck Oof. all of that. To film. <clears throat> and the director used a prop gun to get genuine reactions from the cast. Hey, people who at Wikipedia who do my research, can you have this more <laughs> flowy, please? This is very disjointed. Um Burston also injured her six, leading to permanent injury to her spine. Oh Lord. I think it's in the scene where she gets where she like flies into the wall because mm. reagan and i think that's when it happened film critic critic roger ebert praised bernston for ability to capture mcneil's frustration when her daughter is possessed by an evil spirit oh not again i'm so oh, frustrated, frustrated. Any word to describe how I feel about the demonic possession of my daughter, it's frustrated. I don't definitely know frustrated, I'm, and from Minnesota. So, oh, I
0: am filming a movie right now. This is very frustrating, Reagan.
2: I could be doing other things, Reagan.
0: <laughs> and your room is so goddamn cold.
2: Oh my god, the window is open. This is preposterous, and it's cold outside. Of- uh, Did you throw someone out the window again? Jesus Christ. <laughs> People are going to start to get
0: <laughs> sketch out by People are going to start to talk.
2: People are going to start to ask questions. And I don't <laughs> already have the answers, Regan. <laughs> okay. oh, I've lost my mind. Uh, uh, the film is the ninth highest grossing film of all time in U.S. and Canada. And the top grossing R-rated film of all time. It won two Academy Awards: Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound Mixing, and gained Burston a Best Actress nomination. Do you know who won that year against her?
0: Seventy-three. Uh-huh. Um, it was. Mm, Glenn. Glenda Jackson.
2: Sure. That could be one of Ellen Burstyn's names. We don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh, she won. She just was going by Glenda Jackson at the time. (laughs) I'm going to look this up. Keep going.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Burstyn followed up with a small role in the comedy drama Harry and Tonto in 1974. Her next major role was in Martin Scorsese's Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore where she played a widowed woman raising a son and yearning to start a new life for herself as a singer. She was drawn to the script because of the character's resemblance to her own life. Oh, she, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Burston was also inspired by the works of uh, Betty F- Friedan and Gloria Steinem, who fought, who found uh, that women were searching to redefine their roles in society. Oh, you found that, did you? <laughs> Columbuses of their time. Hey, women have it hard okay uh i'm so saucy today i'm so sorry i just don't know what my problem is person was offered to direct but turned it down to concentrate on her performance but selected then newcomer scorsese as director and recalled the collaboration as one of the best experiences i've ever had (laughs) that's cool uh the film earned her an academy award for best actress in 1975, she became a graduate of the first group of participants in the American Film Institute directing workshop for women. In 1977, she serves as a member. Or she served as the member of the jury for the 27th Berlin International Film Festival. Film festival. Oh golly! Uh, two, two, two. We're gonna jump uh forward a little bit here. Hold on. What movie are we playing? I'm talking about here. Okay. Burston had supporting roles in Providence in 1977 and Dream of Passion in 1978. Although the movies were independent dramas and not widely seen, the latter was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Foreign Film. Also in 1978, Burston starred in Same Time Next Year opposite Alan Alda. I love him. And uh, a romantic comedy about two people married to others who meet for a romantic tryst once a year for two decades. The film is based on a 1975 play of the same title by uh, Bernard Slade. Upon its release on November 22nd, the film garnered mixed reviews with Janet Maslin of the New York Times, stating Slade's screenplay isn't often funny and it, it's full of momentous events that can't be laughed away. So it's a drama? I don't understand what your problem is. But praises Bernstein for giving the role warmth and grace. Same time next year was nominated for Academy Awards and Best Cinematography. Cinematography, not cinematography, which is what I say. <laughs> best adapted screenplay, best original song, and best actress for Bernstein. Uh at the Golden Globes Awards, she won Best Actress in a Motion Picture, and the film received two other nominations: Best Actor for Alda and Best Original Song. She hosted Saturday Night Live in 1980. Uh, and then she's in that same year she starred in resurrection a story about a woman who possesses strange powers after surviving an automobile crash she was nominated again for best actress in the Acad- for the academy awards and golden globes in 1981 she starred in the biographical television movie the people versus gene harris based on the real life murder of herman tarnower a well-known cardiologist and author of the best-selling book the complete scarsdale medical diet oh right 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 Burdenstein was nominated for best actress in a miniseries or television film in the golden globes for portrayal of the murderer jean harris okay spoiler alert jean harris <laughs> well she did it guys um she was also nominated for an emmy award for outstanding actress in a miniseries or movie um we're gonna jump a little because no one's seen these movies i'm gonna tell you right now uh, boo, 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 boo. In 1999, Darren Aronofsky offered in the role of Sarah Goldfarb in Requiem for a Dream. Have you seen Requiem for a Dream? I have. <clears throat> I feel like, I've seen parts of it. Maybe I have seen all of it. I don't know. Uh, she initially rejected the part, objecting to the depressive nature of the story. However, she changed her mind and her name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> After seeing Aronofsky's previous work, the film is based on the novel of the same name by Herbert Shelby, which tells the story of four New Yorkers whose lives are affected by drug addictions. To prepare for the role, she became a full-on heroine. (laughs) The person had to research troubled women in Brooklyn to get their speech patterns and outlook on life and how narrow that is. Their life is about getting enough money to put food on the table to feed their children, and that's it. She had to wear fat suits And lose 10 pounds to showcase her character's weight loss. (laughs) I hate it here. Um, Bernstein and her co-stars Jennifer Connelly, Jared Leto, and Marlon Wayans found the filming schedule of 40 days challenging and intense. Requiem for a Dream premiered at the 2000 Cannes Film Festival and was released to theaters on October 6, 2000. The film was well-received and praised for its visual style and depiction of drug use. Uh, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone writes: Burstyn gives an award-caliber performance that is as raw and riveting as a movie that contains it." She was nominated once again for Best Actress, at the Academy Awards.
0: And Joe is still chapped that she did not win that year. She is remarkable in that movie.
2: Wait, who? What? Huh? Oh, Joe. Oh, jo, uh, okay. Is still chapped that she didn't win. Yeah. yeah who won?
0: Julia Roberts
2: for, for what? Aaron
1: Brock* Aaron Brockovich*.
2: You know, there comes there comes a time when not only do you have to take the performance into consideration, because I loved Julie Roberts and Erin Brockovich, and I thought she was amazing, but it wasn't the source material that fucking Requiem was.
0: True. But it was Julia's year that year. There was no stopping her that year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think she deserved it, but I think Ellen probably did too.
0: Yeah, um, she was so fucking good in Requiem for a Dream hard to watch
2: how taxing was it like i think sometimes yeah. other things need to be taken into account um she's done she's done stuff since then but i gotta tell you it, 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 no one knows it um let's see if there's no and now she's gonna be 90 something in another movie yeah yeah that's crazy! To bless,
0: me. bless, bless, blessings. Bless
2: her. blessings, blessings. <laughs> um, so that's what I got there.
0: All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh. oh no! Uh, and I discovered she is just a Grammy away from being an EGOT. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: She needs to put out an audio book, "Toot Sweet,"
0: or just like put out an album. <laughs> just like collab with ta- Taylor Swift and you got it <laughs>
2: and Taylor Swift would probably be like sure I mean you're Alan DeLulee why wouldn't
0: I do that we'll just change your name to Camille Cab- Cabello <laughs> Camilla Cabello anyway I, mean, I was uh,
1: like who the fuck is that <laughs> uh, uh, anywho,
0: anywho.
1: Let's move
2: on to our movie showing.
0: All right, so I chose us to watch "Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore" from 1974.
2: First, I thought was go ask Alice, uh, and I was like, "Wow, why? Why would we? Why would we watch that? Because as a 12 year old, I read it, and let me tell you something: I never did a drug till I was 30 years old.
0: Go ask Alice, who doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> um you you like this
1: movie you would be incorrect you hated it
2: i was so fucking bored i wanted oh. to cry i didn't like anybody except diane land and the cook and i take is that Tayback? No. Vic,
0: yeah, Vic Tayback.
2: It was Vic Tayback. Yeah. Uh, no, I I couldn't wait till it was over. It um, was it was a it was a it was an uh, an assignment in I don't know. I but I uh, no, I hated it. You know, Chris Chris Young Chris Christofferson's super hot till he starts beating people and then, you know, <clears throat> not so much anymore. You love this movie.
0: I do. It's easily one of it's easily my top 10 of all time.
2: That's uh, <laughs> Tell me why. I'm not judging you. We don't judge here. We don't judge each other, obviously. it's Unless it comes to Batman, and then that's a whole other can of worms that we won't discuss. But why do you love it?
0: I love it for a number of reasons. I love her in it, first of all. I just love how real it is, how just real it feels. Like, this is one of the reasons I love 70s movies. Like, the... Like, even, like, in today's movies, if you have a woman who's, like, just, not just, I don't mean to say just, but who is a waitress, right? And, like, their her house is going to be, like, still, like, cute, you know? And, like, yes. they were living in, like, shitholes, you know? Like, even Chris yes. Christopherson's place was just, like, barely somewhere that you would want to spend time. You know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and I love thing- the... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, No, no go, go ahead. I just love that like when they when she ended up working at Mel's like it was just right across the parking lot from the hotel there or the motel they were staying at like I just love that I and I love just the idea of how women's roles were changing in the 70s and how people were looking at them differently. Um, I think Diane Ladd is spectacular oh, so in this good. movie. So good. I love Valerie Curtin as Vera. I just, there's so much about it that I love. I love that the the relationship with her, with, it was so interesting watching these two movies back to back this week too. Um, but I love her relationship with her son.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, I don't have children obviously, but like it just feels so real. Like the frustration it is, it that is. you probably feel and you just want to yell at them often or sometimes, which is not as prevalent now, maybe as it was back in the seventies. Um, I
2: think with her relationship with her son, because I find this sometimes with Lily, like, did I go too far? Because he, you know, they both understood their relationship. They both understood their personalities. They both understood sarcasm. They both understood, like, you know, they would go back and forth and it wasn't truly you know they they both gave as good as they got and sometimes and lily and i are like that and sometimes when you're like that with your kid you forget that they're just a kid and you can go too far um like when she i very much felt the scene where he's complaining and she's like all right fine fucking write down all the write it down then write it down you little shit like i found myself in those situations like oh oh you're gonna keep bitching okay well then i want you to do the and all of a sudden they become a kid before your eyes and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. But see how I would do with that is I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> Gotta admit though. You're being an asshole. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I just love I, how she, at the beginning, you know, she's a wife and she's given up her dream of singing and she makes it. Okay. And like, she's friends with her little neighbor and then, you know, spoiler alert not really but her husband dies unexpectedly and she's left to figure it out you know and like what does that mean for her she was just really just her whole you know and i think the whole beginning of the we like the opening credits and then that whole like i the wind thing at the beginning like just the beginning how it's all set mm-hmm. like growing up with this ideal from the movies primarily of what women should be and then you're left hung out to dry and you got to figure it out and there's no textbook you know there's no roadmap i mean literally there is a roadmap in this movie but it's like she does what she thinks is best to go back home where she grew up where she felt like she was happy and then she just hits all these detours along the way and i just think it's so rich in those respects which is just one reason which is really the main reason why i love it plus just the performances and i could just eat diane Ladd's performance all day oh my long. god
2: it's so good um so i I love that you said all that because all of those reasons are valid and i understand them and to some extent i agree they're also the same exact reasons i hate it
1: Hmm.
2: um and hate movies in general i don't go to the movies to see to to see real life i don't like i'm trying to get away from that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i I don't i I don't need to see your crap i'm trying to get (laughs) away from my crap (laughs) um Especially when a lot of the crap hits close to home. Oh, let's find another abusive dude and stay with him. And like, I just, all, how can I say this? I can acknowledge that it's an exquisite film and it's beautifully done. I still hate it because it doesn't give me what I want from a movie. I want escape, escape. And I
0: don't give that for sure at
1: all. It's like,
2: and I couldn't, at one point I just muted it and just had it on. And I was like, technically I'm watching it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cause there were so many times where a red flag would go up and I'd be like, dude, jot it down in a notebook and remember this. There's another red flag. Ah, and there's another red flag. Okay. Run. Like <laughs> just.
0: And I love that's I love that too, because she doesn't have the toolbox. Right. To like, yeah. no, you know, like when she meets little baby Harvey Keitel, um yeah. who's just so always help. has been so smarmy I and know. you just Ugh. naturally when he shows up you're like run
1: right <laughs> he's too short can I <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i loved that elton john's daniel plays when they're on the road trip it just is like i don't know it just seems like Like in today's movies where you have music playing, but I don't know why I just love that so much. And then when she's in the bar with Harry Keitel and Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You is playing in the background, Mm -hmm. which is, I love that too. Um, I did hate when, I think it's when she meets Chris Christopherson. uh, Yeah, at Mel's. And he's like, give me a big smile now. And I'm like, fuck you.
2: (laughs) The moment he said, give me a big smile. Is when I wanted to turn it off <laughs> because she did not act appropriately. She was just like, uh, uh, no, bitch, you say, oh, give you a big fucking smile. And he would not get his order taken. He would not get any food. Like, so that was number one. I was like, oh, this is when this was still acceptable. Cause I don't, <laughs> they didn't do it. It was in the 70s. He wasn't yeah. saying that ironically. He no, wasn't saying that no. as sending up a red flag to be like, you're no. not gonna like this character. That's what they thought was charming. And he says that, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, fuck, I hate him, but he's, (laughs) ah, and also, the thing that I struggled with, it's so weird, because he's a fucking actor, but the whole time I was thinking, but he's so nice in real life, like, (laughs) for some reason, because he's so believable as that dude.
0: Yeah, Cause oh, he looks like sure. that dude uh-huh. and like
2: in his music career, it could be seen easily. If you're not paying attention that he is that dude, yep. you know what I mean? And so I liked hanging on to the fact that he's actually one of the best dudes in the world and I love him in real life and I hate him here. And I also struggled with the son. Like I loved their relationship. I love the son, but then there were times where I wanted her to be like, listen, you little shit. Yeah. Now you, because I will do that with a listen. I know I go over the line. I know we have a certain kind of relationship, but you're going over the fucking line. Reel it the fuck back. Uh, yep. And I wanted her to say that to her kid because also, is she raising another Chris Christopherson, Harvey Keitel? Is she raising because he's got trauma, and it's the seventies?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: is he going to grow up and be that same douche canoe? I mean, I know I'm looking too far into it because it's yep. a fucking movie, but anyway. That, those were my feelings.
0: Um, two things I want to talk about before we move on is, one, the scene with her and Diane Ladd when they're laying out in the sun, which I love so much. I love the yes. way it's shot. I love when they pull back and you see they're just laying out next to the garbage dumpster. Uh-huh.
2: Could you feel the sun?
0: Oh, for sure. It, I, the, I just got I goosebumps watch, talking about this. Yeah,
2: I did watch that scene going, I can feel the fucking sun on my face. Yeah
0: so great and then the scene when they're in the bathroom oh my god i love it so much and then vera is falling apart in the restaurant
2: the fact that they never address what the fuck is vera's problem
1: she she spends i
2: I don't even know that i'm exaggerating when i say 15 minutes when you first see her just switching the plates at the same table and then taking other people's dumb
1: plates
2: (laughs) and putting them down as if that was that dude's order and she's like can i get you anything else he's like yeah my order you just took my plate away and she grabs an empty plate from another table and sets and he's just like i don't
1: oh god i was (laughs) but it was (laughs) It started
2: to make me uncomfortable though. I was like, oh my god, get it right. They're gonna be mad at you. Stop. You gotta you gotta get something right. <laughs> and the the fucking restaurant being so out of control just because oh they're god. in the bathroom. And I'm like, what does she do? Does she lock the door? Yeah,
0: does she puts the clothes sign up and puts a chair up against like the door. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <The> table- <laughs> sh- <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Also, I just take this note too. When she's trying to find work as a singer. And she goes in that place and the owner was like, well, turn around. And she's like, why? He's like, I want to look at you. And then she says, look at my face. I don't sing with my ass. Like, well, that's a good line.
1: Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And
2: and it's fascinating to me that that movie turned into the show, Alice. That's so fascinating to me.
0: Yep. And then Diane Ladd went on to this TV series.
2: And so did the dude, right?
0: Yep. He was on. But when Polly Holiday played Flo... And then they spun her off into her own series. And then Diane Ladd came on and replaced. But she played a character named Belle.
2: Oh, okay. But
0: a waitress okay. in the in the thing. Yeah. And then did you clock little baby Laura Dern at the end?
2: I didn't. I she's
0: didn't. when Chris Christopherson comes back to Mel's at the very end. Um, she's at the end of the counter eating an ice cream cone.
2: Baby Laura Dern. She's got big glasses oh. on. Oh. Lord Dern, I love you. Uh, and little Jeremy Foster. And for any oh yeah, whoever, whoever questions her sexuality, you didn't see this movie.
0: Seriously.
2: Because honest to God, I was like, is she playing a boy? Because I feel like she might be playing a
0: boy. From the jump when she makes her first appearance, you're like, Oh, yeah, of course. Sure.
2: you ever steal anything? No. <laughs> All right. Do you want something? Guitar string. Let's go. Like, yeah. who? runs there like <laughs> a child a 12 year old you know what i feel like stealing today you need anything
0: let's go drink some ripple
2: i don't even know right <laughs> i don't even i don't even want anything i just want to steal <laughs> um yeah i was she came she came out of the screen and i was like oh How did we ever, my God.
0: How did we ever question it?
2: How did we ever question it? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hello, little lesbian, little baby lesbian. Um, So in a a nutshell, I can appreciate that it is a very good movie. I just did not enjoy it.
0: Well, I'm sad, but I I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we then switched over to your laugh fest.
2: Yeah, this you know, I was telling Pete about the episode and he was like, What are you guys called again? Three twenty. I was like, all right. Cause he cause guess what? He doesn't listen either. Um <clears throat> uh I made us watch the Exorcist. Now, if you look under a rock, <laughs> The Exorcist is a 1973 American supernatural horror film uh from the screenplay by William Peter blatty based on his 1971 novel of the same name.
1: Um you mm, I never know of you. You're just like an enigma. You loved it.
0: I do love this movie. You love this movie? No, you hate this movie. <laughs> i don't like it. Oh my god, had you seen it before?
2: Okay, my first note is If you had asked me last week if I had seen this movie, I would have 100% said yes. I would have been wrong.
0: Wow! <laughs> the movie
2: starts. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh, she has a job. What the, fuck? what the fuck? I think that I've only ever seen the Exorcist, the ex, the exorcism portions.
0: Ah, uh, of course, that tracks.
2: Um. <clears throat>
1: so no, I, I. It, okay, I don't hate it. <laughs> I think Linda Blair is utter
2: fucking perfection i think ellen burston's perfect their their relationship is so mother it's just so sweet and linda blair is the sweetest little girl and it is the all of the acting is marvelous i'm impressed with the effects that they had in the seven blah 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 blah, blah. it is boring as fuck i don't give a fuck about that priest and his mom i don't care i, I don't care i um Like, let's get to the exercising. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's get to it.
0: Let's get Richard Simmons in here and get to the exercising.
2: Oh, my God. Polly Shore wants to do a biopic.
0: (gasps) Yes, I saw that. I mean, he does kind of look exactly like him. Someone needs to come back.
2: I don't, I think I might watch it.
0: I would 100% watch it.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. They have to do it super camp, though. Super camp. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Side note. So once again, I can appreciate the greatness of this
1: movie, but I was so bored. I I was just so very bored, Uh, and also, I
2: I don't know if it was how it was cut, because I paid attention to. I had subtitles on. My eyes did not leave the screen. I watched every second, and there were parts where, like. At first, uh everything is hunky dory. Everything's great. It's What's just- hunky dory. Hunky <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, uh, everything is Peachy Keen. Uh, <clears throat> uh my drag name. And um uh oh my drag name would be Anita Minifin. Uh, <laughs> um TM 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 Um Everything was great. And then suddenly she's getting tested at the doctors and telling him to fuck off. And she's been acting so strangely. And I'm like, did I miss a part where things went awry? Was the movie
1: just cut badly?
0: I don't think so. I mean, it just happened pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no real explanation of why them or then.
2: Right. There's a Ouija board at some point, which I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Right. I don't fuck with them. I do not fuck with them. Um yeah, that just seemed sudden. Um oh, <laughs> when she first goes to the hospital or wherever she's at, and that nurse, what was that hat? It looked like she was wearing a coffee filter on top of her head.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I, like I hate when I see nurses back in those days. So I'm like, oh you poor things. You had to wear those stupid hats. But I had never seen hats like that one before.
2: Right. Like at least the other nurses uniforms they're impractical and stupid and those hats are pointless but they're yeah. classic nurse and yeah. so it's like it feeds into this weird fantasy but that fucking doily coffee yeah. filter hat I i was like I don't get it you guys what's happening um and then then the doctor comes in what's wrong with the doc well it's a disorder of the nerves
0: yeah so here's some pills I, I wrote that down <laughs> what kind of pills Ritalin. do you take for your oh. nerves yeah <laughs> like
2: uh, i take a stimulant bob that's what i take it doesn't seem to really be working i have no idea
1: why the fuck
2: <laughs> a disorder of the nerves
0: and then he lights um, up a cigarette in the hospital
2: ellen bernston's playing with a cigarette i was like is this bitch about to light a cigarette and then the doctor does it. i was like oh, god it was a different time it was yeah, just it sure a different was. time uh oh that's another thing with uh Alice doesn't live here anymore is the number of times I would see a character smoking and just clock how little the space they were in was
0: yes smell. oh my god yes and I
2: was like well, like at one point Chris Christopherson is at a big table with a bunch of people and they're all eating except he's smoking and he blows out the smoke and someone is taking a bite and it's like smoke lands on the bite and the person eats it I'm like ah
0: gross ah, fuck, 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 and smoking fuck, fuck, fuck. in bed her husband smokes in bed
2: smoking Ugh. in bed that was yeah that was i was like oh in your bedroom in, in your bed. bedroom oh, was so gross god. uh Pete knew someone who smoked so heavily she's still alive he knew he knows someone or no she did it doesn't matter i'm not taking you on this journey um she would smoke in the shower
0: oh my god uh,
2: she would have an ashtray right outside the shower and take hits while she was taking a shower.
0: No, I mean, I guess it's the way to do it so you don't smell like smoke, but Jesus.
2: I mean, just
0: that's how so gross. Can we?
2: Um, okay yeah the doctor just lit it. and also like doctors like that's the, the doctors are still like that with me i feel like a possessed by a demon take some ritalin because you're a woman and that's probably not what's happening to you
0: uh it's probably just your period um, you know what? But...
2: um i've noticed you put on some weight so <laughs> demons like
0: fatties demons live in your fat <laughs> cells fatty give
2: some more room to work the other Uh, thing is when uh the priest's mother dies and his uncle comes in hot yeah he's like well you want to be a priest instead of a fucking doctor if you were a doctor it's like the moon's a priest
0: yeah you uh you would have been rich by now dumb shit
2: my note is jesus uncle what have you done lately (laughs) meanwhile he's smoking a cigarette next to a meat (laughs) shop
0: Uh, You really should have been a psychiatrist.
2: I really would have helped your mom. How? How? Um, My other note is, do you think the Ritalin is working, doc? (laughs) Because she says to him, Ritalin, are you sure? He's like, oh, yeah. No. If you've got bad nerves, what you want is to stimulate them. (laughs) I'm a doctor. Lights a cigarette. I know. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous.
0: Which version did you get the version with the crab walk down the stairs?
2: I did, yes. I yes. didn't.
0: You did I I watched it on I on Max and it was not that version.
2: Oh, because I wondered um I wondered if I was gonna get that and yeah it was in
0: on the site. Were, yeah,
2: it was on the yeah, site I should have watched it there because I remember seeing that scene later obviously, and being scared and being like, oh, shit. And then watching the movie, I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I'm desensitized. I don't know what it is. Horror movies don't scare me.
0: It's interesting. I uh, I was really glad, actually, that you picked this hilarious film uh, <laughs> because I have such like, of course, I remember I was five when it came out, but I remember it being in like my cog my consciousness because it was so because of how it was received at the time and like just being so deathly afraid of this movie i didn't see it until the year 2000 when they re-released it with all of this added footage Mm -hmm. and i saw it with kate peckham when we lived in la um and i don't remember if she had seen it either but that was the first and only time i had seen it until today so i was interested to go back and watch it again more like as a film and not sure as being afraid of watching it and like just waiting for all those parts
2: and and maybe that was it too like even though i hadn't watched it i knew what was going to happen i knew the whole thing so maybe it was a little more i'll tell you what scared the absolute ever loving shit out of me and uh fun fact it's what test audiences hated the most is when she gets tested in the hospital
1: Mm -hmm. where they put
2: that oh oh. they put a knife a knife they put a um needle right into her uh, carotid artery uh and blood spurts and it's to put the juice in her brain so that they can see inside her brain and then the machine itself that's taking the images is so fucking loud yep and um i read an article that was like um people hated this part the most that's what disturb them the most about this film and it was because it was all real we didn't ramp up the sound we didn't change we did the procedure the way it was actually done at that time those machines sounded like that that would be fucking terrifying yeah it would holy shit that's the scariest part of the movie to me is those i'm just like oh my god i wrote oh you poor baby i just my
1: god it's terrible.
0: Technician who works in that scene the guy uh, went on to kill someone after this movie Actually killed a guy who wrote for I think variety and then it was what William Friedkin who directed this film um, Who just died a couple weeks ago? Um, then used that story to inspire his film cruising uh, That Al Pacino was in um, but it's, it was so interesting watching it today. like I was, I had a little trepidation going into it, but it did not scare me one iota this time, which was also so interesting, but I just think it's such a really like Joe yesterday was saying, like, I, I, he's so astounded that it was nominated for 10 Oscars. He's like, I can't believe that it was nominated for so many Oscars. I'm like, I just think it's such a, I think it's a really well done movie. And I think it's, I think Get it's it. a fascinating movie on a bunch of different levels. Um, but it really was it was it was really great to watch it again joe's going to see it the movies next week and he asked if i wanted to go and i was like oh i don't know so then when you picked it i'm like well i have to watch it now so yeah so now all of that it's just been completely demystified for me um
2: jamie lee curtis wanted the part of reagan and her mother was like no You are not auditioning for that film. It's too disturbing.
0: Wow. And I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, Linda Blair is so fucking good in this movie.
2: She's so sweet. And so she's just, she's just playing a little girl. Like, I know that sounds stupid. Of course, that's what acting is. But she's just so natural. She's just so good.
0: So natural. And... Even when she's possessed, like she doesn't do her own talking, but like she still maintains that intensity mm-hmm. and that performance for a twelve year old mm-hmm. is remarkable. And deservedly got that Oscar nomination for that
2: um I, w- the whole time I'm watching it, I was just like, that must be so exhausting. For that is exactly what I thought so too. Exhausting for just anybody, but just for her little brain,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: but I also saw something that, um, between every single take she would come out of it she would be herself she would crack jokes she would laugh she would giggle she would tickle somebody and i don't even know at 12 years old if you would be really conscious that that's what you were doing but so smart to do for herself yeah absolutely to take herself out of it and remind herself this is all fake i'm you know because god damn that would fuck you
0: Up. Yes. Especially at
2: 12.
0: Yes. In the Um, 70s, especially because you know they're not taking care of them like they should. Absolutely
2: not. And I don't even say during the 70s, exorcisms and and paranormal and stuff like that is very much still believed and like still like this is a thing that happens, you guys. Um, which I'm not saying it's not. I just don't think I don't think being possessed by a demon is real, but whatever. Um uh when she walked in they were trepidatious about giving the part to linda blair because she looked too cute she Hmm. looked too innocent and and because so many not just jamie lee curtis but other actresses maybe maybe even jodie foster a bunch of actors any actress at that time that was that age went out for that role or wanted to do that role and either of their parents said no Or the director's like, that person's too well-known or whatever. So Linda Blair walks in. They're like, ugh, she's too cute. She's too innocent. And so he says to her straight up and asks the mother, like, you know, there's a masturbation scene, right?
0: With a crucifix, P.S. With a
2: (laughs) crucifix, yeah, P.S. And he said, do you know what masturbation is? And she said, yeah, it's like jacking off, right? (laughs) And he said, yes, do you... Do you do that? Do you know what it is? She goes, uh, yeah,
0: don't you? <laughs> At 12 years old.
2: Wow. <laughs> Lily will be 12 in two months. And I thought of her saying that. I was just like, oh, oh <laughs> I would have taken her out of that audition and be like, You already know too much. <laughs> um, you're
0: going into Catholic school.
2: <laughs> you're going to ca- Oh God. No, be the last place she should go. Um so uh, again. I can understand why and how it's a masterpiece. I just thought it was so boring. And it, it's just 70s movies, man. It's, I don't like 70s movies for the reason you love 70s movies. And it's the reason I love 80s movies, because the 80s are when they said, fuck this depressing shit. <laughs> and they told stories about big sharks or like the Fratellis or you know what I mean? I So that's why.
0: Yeah. I also, I did love her relationship with Reagan in this because it's so different from her relationship and Alice yes. doesn't live here anymore. Yes. But it's just so interesting watching her play a mother in both of these and just having such a d- different relationship with her screaming mm-hmm. child, which I mm-hmm. loved that as well.
2: And it was very sweet. Like, oh, when, she go, yeah. when she kisses her, ah, they were just so sweet. They were perfectly cast. Yeah. It was just wonderful. Um, I loved she- it.
0: Oh, oh sorry go ahead. when she no. kisses
2: the priest at the very end because she sees his collar mm. and just a feeling in her is like i like him because he's a priest but i don't know why and she kisses him and they oh
1: my god. yeah <laughs> Cute.
0: i love when they're after at the end when they're pegging up and leaving the georgetown house and she's talking to her assistant she's like oh i'm gonna miss you and she's like i am too and then ellen burson says are you sure you won't change your mind and come with us <laughs> and she's like uh you know what i'm good i'm good Uh, Uh,
2: like i said i'm really gonna miss you bye
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm just gonna get out of this demon business for a while and uh,
2: that was the other thing that through the whole movie i was like these are really good friends they might be employees i mean
0: yeah they're on the payroll but yeah
2: but my ass would have been out of there my can't walking ass would have been cured and i would have ran down the fuck uh, yep. They are good people.
0: Good luck to you, and yep. I will see you later. You
2: know what? I feel bad, but I got a dash. <laughs> I've got a dinner. Um, gotta go. And like there were times when that assistant was there and also the butler were there by themselves without Ellen Burston there because Ellen Burston was at the hospital or she was doing something else, and they were taking care of the demon.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and like when the priest comes and she's like, uh, there's I forgot. Oh, it was when they discovered the help me carved from the inside uh-huh. of the hole. Oh, 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 <laughs> um, and she like goes to put on the jacket and it just conveys like she's been there all day. She knows mm-hmm. exactly what to do. She knows that it's cold. So now she keeps her coat here as opposed to but... good friends, man. So yeah. yeah, when she's like, yeah, no, I'm going to not going to go with you. I was like, yeah, save yourself. sister. <laughs> Jesus. Did you get a bonus? Cause wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I have another problem. I have another problem. Who the fuck is Burke? Who's Burke?
0: Oh my God. This, I wrote this down too. He's the, he was the director of okay. the movie that she was making.
2: That's, that's what I thought. But then the guy who came in to tell her at first looked so much like him that I was confused. And then he said, Burke is dead. And I was like, okay, it is that director. But then I was like, but is it the butler? And then the butler was back. And then I, well, cause my other thing was, what was the director doing up there? Like, I was very confused.
0: He came because the, the assistant had to go to the store and get medicine. So he came to watch Reagan while it. she was gone.
2: Good friends. Good friends. I'm good, good friends.
0: Friend. But you here's the down thing downstairs. about, here's the thing about Burke. So at the beginning, Reagan's like, oh, you can bring Burke if you want to. You're spending a lot of time together and you really like him. I'm like, um, Burke is clearly gay, right?
2: <laughs> yes, but I think he was that 70s gay.
0: Uh. Where like
2: he would have been with Ellen Burston because she was nice and and a knew beard. That he was gay on the download yeah <laughs> yeah um and he wouldn't have to give her kids because she already had one yeah yeah and I think she was the perfect beard yeah um okay okay that makes sense because and I that was why I thought it was the butlers because yeah I do remember now her saying that she had gone out for medicine blah, blah 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 but I was like who the fuck is Burke and why do I care like I don't care <laughs> Burke okay bye Burke I don't. um
1: there was that oh
2: the priest and peter gave me
1: this little tidbit so he contributed this week
2: the priest priest father dyer he was not an actor he was an actual priest Mm. and so he was the one that gave Karis last rites at the very end
0: oh interesting
2: And he wasn't giving the performance that the director wanted. So the director cut, cut, cut. Okay, I really need you to like really, you need to be really emotional. Like this is crazy. This is crazy. He just threw himself out the window to save the earth, basically. And you're not giving me the the emotion I need. So here's what I need you. I need you to look at me. And the priest looked at him. And then the director hauled off. And slapped him with a flat hand as hard as he could and said, Rolling.
0: Really? Wow. That's
2: why when he's giving last, his hands are like this.
0: Because wow. he's
2: just been slapped. The 70s, man. The se- that was the other thing. He was like, <laughs> Oh my God.
0: That would not
2: fly today. Um, yeah. He slapped the ever loving shit out of him to get the performance he wants.
0: That's crazy. And Father Karras is the father of Jason Patrick.
2: Which I did not know until I looked at, because Pete told me that story, and I thought he was talking about Father Karras. I was like, there's no way he's not an actor. He's too good. And so that's how I found out who it really was. But when I saw his page, I was like, he's Jason Patrick's father?
0: Also wrote that play that championship season, which won the Pulitzer.
1: Uh, I know. I was like, what?
0: Well-rounded we are- individual. We are-
1: Weird little crew. We so. I know.
0: And speaking of plays, the Exorcist was turned into a play five, six years ago by the guy who wrote Agnes for God. And Brooke Shields did it in LA. I
2: I assume she was a mother.
0: She was. She was Reagan. <laughs> she was Reagan.
1: <laughs> okay, all right.
2: <laughs> Let's the ring wall do the Exorcist, but it's all gender-bent
0: played by <laughs> Maybe Reagan, And we'll uh, call it the Sexorcist. <laughs> <laughs> sector, uh,
2: you know there's a porn called the sex. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. What?
2: I'm gonna fucking look it up. <laughs> you know that there is a porno called the cyst The <laughs> sexor cyst. It's an infomercial. What? <laughs> uh, Nope, The Sexorcist, 1974. A female oh. reporter for an occult magazine
1: investigates a story about a murderous devil cult. Let's see. Is it? Is it a porn or is it just weird? I'm going to assume it's a porn. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a fucking porn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Lily Lamore, Kelly Guthrie, and Doug
0: Derish. Ooh, la, la. Aren't
2: are in the
0: sexorcist the sexorcist <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so that that's our so ellen burston week a great week for me a terrible week for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> And can i
2: also say that can look at your screen do you see the shadows playing behind you yes they're not bad right now but they there's like an... yeah yeah really quickly i watched no one can save you it's a new horror film.
0: Okay.
2: It was released on the Hugh Liu. So it's on our site. It's starring Caitlin Devers. Is that how you say her name? Oh,
0: yeah. I think Joe might have just watched that.
2: It has five words in it. That's it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. He did just watch that.
2: Did he like it? He did. I loved it. I thought it was oh. amazing. She's so fucking good.
0: Yep. He said the same thing.
2: It, she's a, she's amazing. All right. She I'll watch it. absolutely amazing and it's sort of open-ended sort of not usually i don't like, like it, it could be interpreted several ways but i interpreted the ending as the truth of what really like that's what happened um it was just great she's just a great actress and she it's really literally just her and i won't spoil anything it's just her not speaking 90 minutes that's and there's awesome. other people sprinkled here and there for story obviously but it's real good. She's, she's, um and that was another movie that I watched going, God, that, that must have been so fucking exhausting. <laughs> All she's doing is running and hyperventilating. My God, I can't make it to the bathroom without doing those things. I,
1: <laughs> Lord.
2: So check that out to you guys. It's really fucking good. I will do Unless, that. do you want to make it next? I don't know. There's no talking in it. It'll be a really short episode. You know what? Watch it, take notes on it, but it won't be our.
0: Okay. Our thing. I think it
2: would be a really short episode. She was really good and seen. (laughs) That would be it. Um,
0: What is our thing next week?
2: I think our thing is going to be Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret.
1: Okay. We're just going
2: to do a mini. We're just going to watch that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should we try and do it together or do it separately? Well, you're.
0: I don't think I'll have time to watch it together.
2: All right. Well, fuck off then. Okay. (laughs) um if you want to send an email you can uh, sure to <laughs> three funny ladies at gmail.com
0: uh and follow us on the instagram three funny ladies podcast you mm-hmm, can slide mm-hmm. in the dms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also uh, smash that like button
2: oh my god <laughs> um all right so we'll see you cool cats uh next week
0: okay bye-bye okay, bye-bye